Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockley Podcast, the longest-running weekly episodic podcast in the Rockley scene today. I'm your host, Lazero, and I'm joined by Relentless. How's it going, Relentless? Uh, it's going good. It's uh, just us today, so that's, you know, that's going to be a lot more talking for me than I'm than I'm used to. I'm like, you know, I'm usually the, the guy I sit back in the third, and uh, sometimes it gets over to me, and that's when I'll come in with the little power rant, but... Um, you know, today it's going to be a lot of just back and forth, so that'll be good. Wabs, obviously, I mean, I'm out of the loop yeah. today. <laughs> I'm honestly just happy that, uh, yeah, we don't have to uh, give Wabbits any time because, uh, <laughs> boy, has he spoken a lot recently. Like, geez, just keeps getting his minutes up. He's just asking for more and more screen time. Um, all right, let's do announcements first, and then I got, I got a, uh, got some things to say, but uh, announcements. Uh, you know, always, always, if you want to watch the show, um, ad free, and there's also, uh, uh, the, the Rob and Kyle show on there as well. You can go to patreon.com slash ASAP weekly, uh, support us there. Um, yeah, and that, that's really cool. Uh, we've gotten a couple new people joining us there and I'm really thankful. Um, the second thing, beginner's corner, uh, yours, well, Yours, I say yours truly, truly. Yours truly. Yeah. See, you know what's tough? It, me saying yours truly would imply myself as well. So that's why it's kind of an iffy English grammatical thing, right? Uh huh. Um, but yeah, uh, relentless uh, and and uh, Hunty um, got, got a great episode out of uh, Digital Toast's replay. So definitely go check that out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, that uh, was sure uh, that, that was a long one. That was um, so it was plat two for that one. Um. Which which was good because it it's kind of like and I and I said it on the in the video that it's it's that nice middle ground because you get a lot of people that get stuck in that low diamond high plat range and plat two is kind of where you start to see those behaviors start to change so uh, I thought it was a really good one and we made sure and we gave Toast his money's worth it was like an hour fifteen long episode so we gave him his money's worth and and everything on that. Um, and, and we do have another up, I'm pretty sure yeah What's up? yeah we got another one i think it's beard rojo uh is is the guy that we're uh, gonna be doing so i'll be getting in touch with him this week and planning time with hunty so that we can get that recorded and uh and move in and all that stuff um yeah but it, it was a good one so i was happy with it nice nice yeah no i will say right away uh the one thing that i really like is we're getting a little bit of diversity in content on our youtube channel um we just hit 150 subscribers there so that's pretty cool um on top of that yeah we have the uh the the animated shorts where i've been just been taking old clips and getting them a little bit animated a little bit fancy just just as throwbacks and hopefully people enjoy those uh we have the regular podcast as well uh that goes on there and uh we have now the beginner's corner uh coming back at you i will say another thing i think we are planning next week to possibly have the show live Relentless. Uh, I think I think that was tentative the plan. So so we might just have it uh, just regular time. It'll be Tuesday eight fifteen. Uh, we might just do the show live. But we're we're planning to do one live show a month just to just kind of switch things up from time to time. So um, maybe look out for that. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, unless Wabbits is like, no, you can't. You know, my face is uh, <laughs> my face is too expensive. You know, you 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 don't have the uh, licensing rights. For Robbins's face, in which case we'll, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, uh, tentatively, that's the plan. Uh, I and I think I think that's good. Um, I did want to kind of get Relentless's reaction on uh, the most recent animated little short there. 
Um, it was not a rant that was part of the original Rocket League podcast, um, but I think it's kind of funny. So that's, that was literally the only reasoning I put it up. Uh, what was your takeaway from that rant, Relentless? Um, it was spicy <laughs> and it was a lot of a zero. I even said it in the in the chat. I, I don't understand why there's even mine and Web's picture. Um, <laughs> Because it's just it, a zero spicy rant. That's all it is. And it's it was before I even existed on the podcast. Like it was before I existed, period, to you guys. And uh and so you got my face there for no reason. So I just uh wanna yeah, yeah. throw that out there. Also, I the animation, like the little clips and stuff that the anima- animator throws in, like the little memes and everything like that. Yeah. Um I like the memes. Ooh. I just think that there could be more creativity. Oh, oh! So, and I, I like mean, it. I like it because, like, if you go look at the first one, right? When when you have the one where it's like us talking about Wabs as an e girl and all that kind of stuff, they, they threw in a little bit of creativity with um with all of that. This one was mostly just memes, and um you know, so I just I don't want to make sure Yo, the, the zeros get lazy. Worth. Is that what you're saying, dude? No, yeah, I yeah. To, I, this I is mean, what we have to do. We have to send this clip to the anime. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, well, uh, they're gonna start charging you double for having an animated clip talking trash. Nah, on nah, nah. No, no. It, I, th- I think it, they're good. They did a good just... job, but but I do agree. I do agree, right? Like it's I I am I'm paying for the services, so I appreciate the feedback. The right? the very first one I thought had the creativity. It was nice, um, and I think it's just kind of stepped down since. So I'd like to see the creativity get bumped back up. Listen, I thought I was going to get some spicy takes in this podcast, but I like I love that relentless relentless is here with the fire. Uh, it's a nice little take. I, I will say it's kind of interesting when I think when I look back at that clip because I think it's it's in some ways uh, a double edged sword. Like I think it's very funny, but I was I was that was a, that was like a day where I like I was I was pretty much over it. You know what I mean? I had that that angry energy in me, <laughs> and I just went off. But like. It's funny because I, I, I think about how do people perceive that, right? Like if that was the first interaction they had of me, if that was the first time they, they'd seen or like the first clip they hear of me, I wonder how they'll take it. So um, I think that's pretty funny. Uh, I don't really know where I go for it. Like I, the thing is, like I look at a clip like that and it's like that's a clip that could like bring in new viewers. But I could like also dissuade people who've been listening to a long time and be like, oh, this guy's such a brat, you know? So... <laughs> My my only hope is that I've built up enough uh, br- like good brownie points so that people uh, <laughs> you know don't 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 start uh, turning on me. But um, no, I, I, that's something that I was thinking about. Right? Like I when I when I think of that clip, I think it was it's both a highlight and a low light, I guess, of of uh, being a podcaster, right? Because I think as an entertainment value, it's definitely there. But you know if I listen to it back now, cause it's almost, almost been two years. Right. I listen to it and I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know if, if I were and this, this is the biggest key, right? If I were to listen to someone, um, and there was, especially if it was the first time and I heard that I might be like, you know what? I'm done with this. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big test. That's the big litmus test. It's just, it's just nice to see, you know, zero when he's hit his limit that he's actually going to fight back because you know whenever like when we did the 100 episodes and stuff like that it was me and wab just going back and forth it was just zero giving up and giving up control and, and it was a nice taste that flash uh flash has some teeth to him but zero is soft like let's be honest <laughs> zero that, that's, is that's the difference, soft. Dude. 
we gotta we gotta get Flash back because at least Flash had a backbone. Lazero is a little soft. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And I mean, like it's I, I think that's another thing that I think about is like that kind of wild, crazy energy. Um it's I guess this has to do with podcasting in general. And I'm, I I kind of want to leave this first segment open to, to talking about it a little bit. Um, but when I like we've been doing this for over two years now. Right. And the one thing that I mean, when it comes to Rockley, but both like in the podcast itself, the one thing that I very much um, don't like the feeling of is like the feeling of stagnation. Right. The feeling of like, OK, we have to we have to improve stuff. We have to try new stuff out. Um, that's all stuff that I've been like thinking about. Uh, and it, I, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to mention this every week, but like, uh, I feel especially cause we're early in the year. I think it's, it's definitely the, the time to try out some new formats, some new things. Um, that's why actually, and relentless uh, may have not gotten the memo. Uh, I'll also be attaching a Google form form survey, uh, to the podcast, um, so if you get a chance, definitely go fill those out so we can hear your voice here. What segments you like, what segments you don't like, what you want more of, what you want less of. Um, I think it gives us a good idea of kind of where we're at and and what people want to see even better. If you could, right, be like, okay, this is what you need to add or like this is, this is the type of stuff that I think my friends would like, right? Um, that might be pretty cool. That might be pretty cool. You know what I think makes it, you know, like, cause you're talking about like, you know, updating the format and doing things a little bit differently. I think what makes it tough to, you know, when you, when you're coming in every week and I, I mean, cause there's podcasts that not rocket league related, but podcasts that go on every single day or three times a week, those kind of things. Um, I think the hard part with doing something rocket league every single week is that you don't have anything other than your own experience in the game going on and yeah, esports and stuff like that. But we, we're really kind of limited on things like personalities within the game. Um, there are personalities and stuff out there, but you really don't have a lot going on each week between pros and that kind of stuff. Even, even though you would think like, you know, all the, they're all a little bit younger that they may, uh, they may spout off a little bit quicker, but I think that that's what makes it really, really difficult is you don't have the personalities to kind of lean on. And that's what makes it difficult for a lot of even higher level sports and stuff like professional sports, like baseball and, and some of those, when you don't have the personalities going along when the whole thing is a little antiseptic, um, mm-hmm. and watered down and, and just kind of like the whole w- with Twitter and with everything and everyone trying to keep a proper image and keep their brand going and stuff like that. Everyone is very bland and it makes it very difficult. That's why we like to see when somebody's a little bit spicy and a little bit, uh, they're a little bit outside the norm as far as how they conduct themselves and stuff. It makes it a lot more interesting, gives you more to talk about. And um, I think that's the hardest part about doing this every single week, especially when you do try and incorporate esports. Like it's cool to incorporate the play, but you want to be able to also incorporate, you know, the actual players and stuff. And they make it, you know, a little bit tough to do that just because there's not a lot of personality to it. I mean, there's something to that, right? Like I, I actually, if, if I may, I'll recommend, um, widow um recently widow on twitch she um she's been doing like interviews like quick interviews with a whole bunch of kind of uh i mean you're you're the one shouting me out which i have to thank you yeah um, I, I was like all right hold on. <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast okay so yeah widow's been posting on twitter and stuff you know she's been she does these interviews of different 
whether they're pros, content creators, whatever, personalities within Rocket League. She's doing interviews and everything and putting up uh, up on her YouTube. One, go check them out. Um, they're very good. But two, she uh, she constantly posts about them on her Twitter. We need a blow up that she needs to interview <laughs> the Zero. We need to get the podcast out there. We need to get Lazero on an interview with Widow so that, you know, we can start getting the ASAP weekly thing, make it more recognizable. But every time I see one, I keep posting Lazero like they need to meet this man. This man needs to meet the world. Yeah, you can, um, I, I, I was really appreciative because I, I mean, like Relentless, I think, I think, you know, if there's a lot of community stuff, I've seen Relentless like post and retweet and stuff. And I really appreciate that. But it was the first time that I'm like, wait, this is like just literally reaching out, seeing if the, uh, you know, you can maybe break a, break a barrier, break break your next wall. You know, we t- we talk about um, what's the words? Climbing in Rocket League, right? Improving in Rocket League itself, and um, the the more that I've done the podcast, the more I feel like there are these steps, right? And you kind of break through to that next level slowly. Like I think good, like really good examples is Seabell, for instance, right? He exploded and. It was the quality of his content and also him like he has a very you can tell when someone puts a lot of effort into, into what they do and make sure that it's really detail oriented. I really appreciate that. Right. So there's all these steps and you're always trying to break up a little higher in them. I mean, I, I've been seeing that more and more as well. It's like because uh, I like I, I, you know, Tom. The one thing I think about from time to time is when Tom stopped his Rock League podcast. Um, and now it's back and it's great, but I, I, I look at that and I think it's, it's a really dangerous mentality to think that like, you know, uh, I think we're doing really well, just going good, but like, we're a hundred percent going to make it to that next level. Right. Um, I think one thing uh, that I constantly think about the Rockley scene is like, have we just reached the max like podcast listenership or, is it more that, you know, just most there's a lot more people that could or would listen to podcasts if they're exposed. Right. Um, but getting a 15 year old kid to, to sit for an hour <laughs> to listen to something might be difficult. I don't know what your take on that is relentless. Um, podcasting is good and bad, right? Cause I mean, yeah, you, it might be tough to get them to sit for an hour and 15 minutes and, and listen to just random people that they don't have any connection to talk about, Rocket League and all that kind of stuff. Um, when there are so many, you know, there, there is a ton of content out there and there's streams and there's all kinds of stuff that that may catch them more and more. Um, but I will say the nice thing about podcast is you can pause it. You can, uh, you know, listen to it later, that kind of thing. So you listen to 20 minutes and okay, like on the car ride or something like that, I listen to 20 minutes and then uh, I'm going to go, you know, catch, catch on later, that kind of thing. But also podcasting, I don't think is quite within the, like the average 15 year old, you know, 13 to even 17 year old, like that's not something that they're as focused on. They don't, how they consume media and stuff is still a little bit different than just like consuming a normal podcast. I think that's something where the 18 to 24 range is more likely to consume that. So that already is going to make it tough. Um, so that that's where you do have to be multi-platform. Do you had flash force 4,000 or whatever on, on, weeks ago and he was talking about like he's on tiktok he's on youtube he's you know on twitch he's doing all these things he's on all these different platforms and that's how he's gonna gain his exposure um and 
you know, in some cases, if you want to grow at that super rapid rate, you're going to have to do it that way. You're going to have to be on all those platforms. You're going to have to grind it out, but that has to be your goal. Like if you're going to, if your goal is to, we want to be this huge monster of a thing, the amount of content, especially at the beginning you have to put out is drastically different. So like, even if you look at somebody like Sunless Khan, who just does the YouTube videos, um, when he was making them at first, he was putting out a lot more, a lot more consistently. Now it's like one a week, that that kind of thing. And even then it's probably tough to come by. He's probably getting at a point where it's going to be like one every other week just because it becomes so much. Like he was doing all of his YouTube videos and he was streaming on Twitch and he was active in his Discord community and all those things at first. And it just becomes like, that's a lot to consistently do, but he had to do that in order to grind at the rate that he did and grow at that exponential rate we're doing a weekly podcast we're we're not like yeah, yeah. yeah stuff's going on the youtube but realistically we, are we, we have putting we out, have those community tournaments and the game nights but they're they're mostly for the community right at the they're, they're for our existing community it's not designed yeah. like if we really wanted to do it you know and it's something i can even do like i don't mind changing my uh my twitch over to the asap weekly official twitch type of thing mm-hmm. um and doing like a bunch of different stuff to help help grow but again it's the idea is that it has to be designed that we're doing it to grow versus just doing it you know once a week type of thing mm-hmm. yeah no and i mean th- this is something i've talked to death about and and i will probably continue to talk to because i like meta analysis i guess uh <laughs> being meta breaking the fourth wall um no i yeah, it's definitely something where where I think, you know, Wabbits and I both this year, especially um, the I am happy because I never like we're at a point now where very rarely like and this would happen before. Right. I'd have podcasts and I'm like, I didn't feel like the energy that much. Right. But I think Wabbits and I have gotten so comfortable that that we ourselves have. um like even if it's not the most high energy show, like I feel we do like a quality job every week, right? Like I, I think, I hope, I hope that's the case. <laughs> I hope that's why people are still listening. <laughs> um, but uh, you know that that's another thing, right? It's like I, I, I have fit it within the amount of things I can do weekly without completely burning out, right? Um, and and I try to incorporate more things, um, but it's always like a balance, and I. I think one of the things that I always realize is like when I go overboard, then the burnout's quick and it's, it's really immediate. Right. So I like kind of bringing in things slowly, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, like a social media manager or those types of things are definitely stuff I need to think about um, when it comes to kind of growing the uh, podcast and the show. I actually want to, this was something that I had saved for later on, on, in a, in a segment I, I wanted to call open that corner, but, now that we've kind of talked and, and brought this in uh, off the bat, I, I kind of want to get your take. So, Relanus, you've been on the show now, what, four, five, half a year almost, I think? Uh, not, I don't think quite. I mean, what, when did I, I join? I officially joined around episode 80 something. I could probably pull it up and figure out where I actually was official. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it was right around the 80s. Um, when I that's did. all that's almost half a year I, I think um but re- regardless I, I would say um I wanted to ask you you know because our first part our first show we ever did it was just the two of us if you remember we did like a whirlwind sprint 
um, at full speed. Uh, quite a, quite an episode, I'll, I'll say that time. But uh, I want to ask you, um, now that you've done this for, let's just say, almost half a year, we'll say that, okay? Or, or a couple months, right? Was your expectation of what the show was going to look like um, different from what it was actually like when you when you started doing the show and you have to do it every week now? Uh, well, what do you mean by like what my expectation of the show and how it's different? Because, you know, I don't and I don't even know necessarily what I expected kind of coming into it. Um, <laughs> to be honest, it was like, OK, hey, I like. I like the personalities. I like you and Wabs and everything. And, you know, you, you even said like when you guys, even when you don't have energy, being able to come into the show and put out a quality show. And that's really more of a testament to your guys' rapport to each other and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, being in touch with what the community, um, likes about you guys, which is really good. Um, but as far as what I was expecting coming in. I think honestly, our first show is more me coming into it with what I was expecting coming into it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of adapted and stuff over time as it's, you know, as as our personalities start to mesh and all that kind of stuff. But like when my first episode with you, which was episode 79, um, Mm -hmm. that was the, that was closer to kind of what I expected the traditional show format to be like, um, but it's evolved and how we go about things and our inner personalities and stuff has evolved and wanted to stay not, not even just with what we're trying to do, but rocket league in that period of time also evolved because they changed formats on us on the pro <laughs> the esports side of things. So a lot of that stuff ends up changing because, you know, I, I, so when I was going to come in, I was like, Oh, all right, I'm going to start watching more of the esports stuff and, and try and keep up on that. Now it's like, there's too much damn esports stuff to actually watch. Like there's literally too much for someone with a full-time job and a life and stuff like that to consume effectively. Um, I like, I, it's, it's so tough for me. Cause like, I really enjoyed watching esports. I really enjoyed the big tournaments, but it's gone to a point where I'm like, you have, you have overdone it for me. Right. And I, it's um someone's telling me like you kind of just have to watch it the way people watch regular sports like where they just follow their one team right um the only that's problem hard to the, do with rocket league because there's not with, a with a tournament format you don't know when your player like when your teams are playing right it'd be very different if this was a league format and i could go okay my team is playing at this time right or relatively this time so i know to tune in then but in a tournament format it's like Oh, am I going to check five times a day whether, you know, the team I want to win is playing? Probably not, you know? Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I th- or I you think can just I- do it, like, mm-hmm. honestly, the way to do it is probably like, okay, I'm going to follow North America. Like, I'm just going to follow North America and call that good. Um, or I'm going to follow EU and call that good. Because that way you're, I'm going to consume Rocket League every every two to three weeks. I'm going to consume Rocket League content as far as the esports side every two to three weeks. And I can make sense of what I'm seeing. I can see how team teams evolve. But if you were just trying to pay attention to RLCS and the way that they're presenting it now, it's just you have every week there's something going on. And then in the week, there's the grid going on. Like there's just so much to consume, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Again, it, it goes back to what I was saying. Like if you want to grow, you have to have the uh, you know the ability and all the content there. And that's what kind of what they're doing, I think, as far as trying to grow their esport is to hey we're gonna have all this different stuff that you can consume 
and then you can kind of pick and choose where, but for like the average consumer, it's just overwhelming. And it, it frustrates me too, right? Cause like right now there's like, I play Rocket League every day, right? I watch Rocket League videos every day. I do a weekly podcast about Rocket League, right? And I think the sheer amount of esports, because of you know my life being very much centered around this game, like this game is very much included in in, in all you know aspects of my life in some in some sense, right? Maybe not all, maybe not all, but enough enough that it's a regular thing and a re- regular daily occurrence. The fact that there's that much esports, um, and the fact that you know, especially with the the reviews, like the replay, uh, like I like doing those in depth analysis. I think. I think to me, that's more interesting to do one game deep dive instead of, you know, just doing kind of talking about brackets. Right. Um, but it it's frustrating to me because it's like I wish I could just enjoy it. You know, <laughs> I wish I could just enjoy the process of all these games. But the, the sheer amount of games makes it. I don't know. And like this, this is another thing that bugs me. It's like I'm kind of being like, OK, there's too much of this, but there's people who like live it and love it, you know. <laughs> So, so perhaps I, it's, I've, I've gone from the, uh, the naive young fool trying to learn everything <laughs> about the esports to like, uh, you know, the person at the bar drinking a beer, like watching the game, you know, 20 years later that I you feel like that is do. my, we should, um, okay. So, cause I, I even pitched this idea to you, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of skew it a little bit. I pitched the idea originally of, um, you know, we're going to, we'll do like not necessarily a live podcast, but a live thing with the show where it's you, me and Wabs and we're watching, you know, one of the original RLCS, mm. like RLCS season one. Oh, I like that stuff. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely want, still want to do something like that, but what we could also do to kind of one limit the amount that we have to really deep dive into brackets and we can enjoy like single off games. We could do something along the lines of, um, you know, when a bracket happens, like whenever, you know, whatever regional happens, we, t- we do a vote within the, um, within the discord or something mm. like that. And we say, which game was the best one. And then we give them a, you know, a variety of games and stuff that were moderately close game five up to game fives and up to game sevens or something like that. And then we just uh, live go back and rewatch those. And cause a lot of times like I'll go back and watch the finals and that's it. But there's a lot of games that happen well before the finals that are better games to watch. And so we could do something along those lines of where we do a live rewatching of, what is voted on as the most exciting um, game of the thing. And we just kind of talk and, and hang out over it. I I really like that idea because I mean, the, another reason and like one of my big inspirations, I mean, I think I've, I don't know how much I've talked about this, but um, there is a pro wrestling podcast that I've listened to for like almost eight years now. Um, and uh, there are certain things that they've done that I've really enjoyed. I mean, one of them, and I think I mentioned this before, is the 20 minute pre ramble before the actual show about how their <laughs> lives are going. Uh, I like that. Um, but it seemed like, I mean, I, I don't really do it on this show because it, it doesn't seem like it works quite, quite, quite as well uh, as perhaps I'd hope. Um, there's actually, I think there's a time we actually put up a poll about that uh, on, on the Twitter and people were <laughs> like, no, stick to five to 10 minutes. Any more, any more pre ramble, we're good. Um, and here I am on this show right now. I guess the preamble is somewhat Rocket League related, though. So to be fair, but another thing they do is they go back and they do like reviews of of older kind of shows, right? Um, so I think we can definitely have some kind of segment looking at those first couple of RLCSs or or like 
I mean, this I think this would be really good because it'd be both YouTube and podcast content. It would just be like us reviewing uh, some of those earliest kind of tournaments, right? We could we could literally just go RLCS one, RLCS two, you know. Yeah, um, well, I was just saying, I, mm-hmm. I think we do something like that, and what we what we'd have to do, and, and the way we could do it, um, is we do one where we're watch we watch an old one and then we watch like a single series from a new one and we just like do mm. like almost side by side but like one game after the other comparison so we'll go back and watch uh you know our RLCS season 1 finals or whatever and then we'll watch you know what was the most hype thing from this week and then we'll go back and we'll watch like all the different things that um you know major events so like the cloud 9 dream hack type of thing um like big events and stuff throughout uh, Rocket League history and stuff and just kind of do the juxtaposition against modern Rocket League and how it's evolved and those kind of things. For sure. I mean, I think I think that'd be great. I, but it requires I, time. So like that's going to be the hardest part for us is finding yeah, yeah, yeah. time to schedule that and plan it out and that kind of stuff because, um, you know, it's it's one of those things of you can't be everywhere at once. No, no. And there's only so much you can do before you start drowning in your own uh, your own ambition. That's a good expression. Um, also a good title for the show. I love how uh, I feel like in true uh, ASAP Weekly fashion, we make all the plans on the show. <laughs> um, well, considering our podcast notes is like two lines long, <laughs> I figure that this was our open net corner. We just we just sit and kind of talk ideas out. Yeah, and I mean, I... I there's a reason that this show especially, I was like, let's just go and, and kind of see how it goes. Um, because I think another thing that's really important when it comes to discussion is the ability to listen and, and kind of think through what you're going to say. Right. Um, and I, I found that in the last year, there are definitely some episodes where it was like, okay, there's a million things of content and we're just kind of rushing through. Um, and I really like kind of like, I don't feel sometimes relentless, even with you, man, like, uh, and this perhaps cause I talk too much, but, uh, I feel like I like giving you the time to kind of think through some of these answers and, and kind of give your opinions and stuff. Cause um, it, we, sometimes in the regular show, especially when we're rushing through things, you don't really get a chance to do that. <laughs> um, but, but uh, I well, digress. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not that it's hard, but I think so. So the evolution you go from, go from combo to me and it, then that's a drastic change in perspective and expertise and all that stuff, right? When so Combo's on the show, you and Wab sit there and you battle out your ideas, that kind of thing. And then Combo comes in, Big Daddy Combo, and he says, well, here's what it really is. And he just kind of comes in and gives you, you know, more of a high-level perspective and obviously him being a coach and that kind of stuff. Like he had a very, very good idea on, on how almost anything within gameplay and stuff worked. But you and Wabs, your experiences and stuff were obviously correct in those ways. You know, like for your experience, it's just he he had a different perspective and he would kind of come in as more of the final authoritative figure on whatever the debate or dispute or whatever was. Um, <clears throat> versus me coming in where um, I would say I'm probably, you know, I, I'm I'm between you and Wabs as far as rank and skill wise and that kind of stuff. And it, it's all a little bit different. And so I'm not coming in as an authoritative figure where I'm just going to go, Hey, I'm going to go on my five minute rant where I just kind of either agree with you and explain more in depth or disagree with you and explain why you're wrong, where that's what combo would tend to do. Or actually like, I think that's what Wabs 
has done more in the last probably month or so is he's been able to be a more like definitive well here's how this works here's here's why this works that kind of stuff um which i think is a good evolution for for him and being able to view things differently so uh especially with him having the coaching tier and stuff for um on the website and everything like that i think it's good for him to be able to kind of come in with the more definitive perspective versus a questioning perspective or open-minded so um so yeah, it's really I mean, not the idea of like me coming in and going on long rants or getting a, a true well thought out thing. I'm, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to do my 90 second soundbite if that, and, uh, and let that be that. Um, or like, I'll have back and forth with labs and stuff occasionally, but usually it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hit and miss some, some days I talk more, some days labs talks more. Yeah. And I think this is the strength of a three person format as well, though, is, is that on the days that you're a little more tired, you can, you can kind of uh, pick your spots a little more too. Um, I think, I think it is nice. So um, when I, yeah, I, I think people, you know, in, in two man booth, like I, I much, I much like this pace, but in a three man booth, it's like if one of us have an off day, it's not the end of the world. So I, I think that's a nice, nice thing about it. Um, yeah. Okay. I think what we'll do now is we'll get into a little more Rocket League specific talk. Okay. <laughs> I kind of like uh, where our first section went, but um, let's, let's rein it in a little bit. Uh, the one thing we're working on, I just want to give an update. So I have been working on with Rocket League. I've been working on uh, double taps and I think I've gone to a point where it, even if it's not perfected, is that a point where I'm, I'm more like a lot more comfortable enough comfortable that I can uh, almost move on to the next like specific thing I'm working on. So um, like flip resets, for instance, right? Flip resets. I I do not flip reset every time I get a perfect thing, but I, I hit them more than 50% of the time. So (laughs) that's what I feel like with the double tap. I'm really starting to get to. So that's, that's kind of my goal with all these skills. It's like, I want to get it to like, okay, where it's okay. Maybe not the best move to do in every game, but if, if there is an opportunity, I can, half the time get it you know <laughs> i can coin flip get it so uh, i'll be pretty happy if i can do that so yeah i i i am almost done that skill uh, and then i'm gonna really work on um fast kickoffs uh just because like i've said i think i like having these really individual skills uh because it means that even if a month goes by and the rank doesn't change all too much at least i can say that i've learned this skill so it's nice it's nice kind of patting my back how about you relentless you've been anything specific you've been working on in the last week um, it's more just playing twos better. Um, and the way I've been trying to do that. So going from pretty much playing mostly only threes to now playing twos, trying to like, I find that honestly that I think I play better solo queue and I've said it a few different times. I'm, I'm a better player solo queue. Cause like if I'm playing solo queue, I feel like I can carry a lobby and stuff. It's fine, but I'll play like twos with like, I was playing with Ty Swoogles earlier and I don't know if it's just like because I'm focused on I've also got a teammate here or I've got somebody in the voice chat with me. I don't know how it diverts my focus, but I am like I always feel like I'm either holding them back or just more inconsistent or that kind of thing. And I just don't understand why. (laughs) I just don't understand why being like in the voice chat versus playing solo queue and just reading movements and stuff like that. Maybe it's just that. I have the natural confidence like, okay, like things are going to go better for us because I play with this person or I like playing with this person or whatever, but I'm not doing the same things that I would 
typically do if I was solo queuing where I'm, whether it's playing more defensive or just reading body language and stuff better. I'm not sure why, but, um, so I'm just trying to play more consistent stuff with that and get better touches and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think what I've kind of, what the strategy and stuff that I'm going with in two is right now that's work, you know, like I've been, I was playing tonight and I went on a pretty good streak. Um, but how can I beat, get past one person and either maintain control of the ball or put the other team in such an awkward spot that they're either going to not get a good touch or, um, or my teammate can get to the ball or something like that. So really it's just kind of trying to maintain possession while beating a single player at a time. And that's it. That's all I've been focusing on is like, all right, I have one player that is here to challenge me. How can I get past this one player that's here to challenge me and either maintain possession or give something where my teammate can kind of take over and start making a play. So, um, with doing that, I've, I've had a lot more success and, uh, it's, it's worked out so far as far as the solo queue goes. I've just haven't been able to kind of find that groove when I'm actually queuing with the teammate. Mm, for sure. For sure. I actually wanted to, there's something I was thinking about the last week. Uh, I didn't get a chance to mention on the podcast, but now that you're kind of talking about, you know, getting that groove and, and what you're currently doing too, is it made me think of this, uh, the, the ability to be as present as possible in the game. So a lot of times when I'll play, I'll like I'll put a podcast, like a podcast in, or I'll, I'll listen to uh, music, or you know what I mean, or or what have you. And maybe I'll have my headphones in, maybe not. Um, but I made a conscious effort, and I think it, you know, whether it helped or not, I think it allows for your learning to be better if you're completely focused on the task at hand. Um, this is something that I've been thinking about recently. It's like for any other thing that you've ever learned in your life, right? Um, a lot of the time you have to be completely focused on the task to actually have some kind of learning happen. If you're passively focused on the task, then yes, you might work some mechanics, but I don't think you may be impeding yourself from being able to learn. So, and I mean, you know, and our laziness will get the best of us and what have you, right? But I think there is something to kind of putting your headphones on, not having any other distractions and be completely focused on the present game at hand. Um, and that being the tool that can actually propel you to get better just by playing the game. I I think it's really weird because Rocket League, the fact that it's only five minutes also gives people kind of this idea that like, like I don't have to be kind of focused and it's not even focused, right? Cause we've talked about the word focus. Like I don't want you to overthink things, but you have to be present right um i think my best games are when i'm reading people when i'm uh, not just doing the same thing over and over again when i'm actually trying new things out and seeing if they work um i think there is something to 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 having that kind of presence as you're playing you're you're actually present you're focused on the moment right you're not focused on oh this game i have to win mmr or lose mmr or um oh i'm doing this thing or that thing you're just there you're like okay where's the ball going what am i going to do with it right um, and if you play hockey, you play soccer, you play any kind of sport, you don't really rest, right? Like you're completely engaged for most of the game. Uh, but sometimes a rock league, like you'll just completely be, you know, like music in. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you, 
I feel like you should be able to get a slightly more out of your practice if you're a little more present when you play, when you practice, as opposed to just kind of blindly, you know, passively be, be practicing things. But what's your take on this relentless? Well, I mean, rocket league is the, is a strange game in itself. Cause even compare it, you can compare it to something even like call of duty or, uh, or, for, or Fortnite or rainbow six or Valorant um, any esport type of game you can compare it to. And it's unique in the fact of even though the game's only five minutes versus something like Fortnite, which could be much, much, much longer, the game's only five minute five minutes on the play clock, you're gonna be engaged per game um nearly the entire game. The only time you get a break from actually being engaged in what you're doing is going to be when a goal is scored, and that's five five what to seven seconds of mental break that you're going to get in between. Um, so I think the game is unique enough in that way of you have to be engaged more, which makes it all the more difficult to, I guess, maintain that um, because you're not just being engaged for little, Hey, 10 second spurts every, every 20 seconds or anything like that. Like you're engaged for the entirety of the game Um and because it has that requirement of you being involved with it to that degree, it's going to be difficult if you're not mentally present. That's why, you know, if you're, if you're not feeling it or if you're not feeling like you can either focus or um, do something with consistency, like it's, it's good to take a mental break from it. Even if you're only like only one game in or, you know, 10 minutes into training and you're like, you know, what, I just, I just can't mentally feel it. It's not worth necessarily potentially your time to not be, not be present for it, not be engaged in what you're doing because if you're going to base it off rank. Now, if you're just playing casuals and you're there to vibe out, then perfectly fine, obviously. But if your goal is to rank up and everything and you play one or two games and you're like, I don't know, I can't mentally focus or I'm not mentally there or something's just not working for me, it may not be the best decision to continue playing ranked. You may just like, hey, let me go play casual and just have fun or let me just go into training or do a training pack or something like that. Um, but you have to go into those with the mentality of I'm just doing this to relax. I'm not doing it to specifically get better at something. And I think that's going to be the big focus is you have whatever you're going into, like what's, what's your goal. If your goal is to rank up, then you have to be able to be mentally engaged and men mentally present for it. But if your goal is just to relax and have fun, then you don't necessarily have to. So it's just kind of, I guess, perspective in each of those situations. Uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I would say that. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's, I guess it's, the one thing that's also interesting is that in some ways, a lot of people, I think playing more will get you better at the game, right? There's no, there's no denying that the more you play, the more likely you're going to get better at something. Um, but for a lot of people that listen to the show, right. Um, Maybe not. Maybe 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 we have people who who aren't as competitively focused. But I think for a lot of people that listen to the show, they're at a point now where the amount like you definitely get to a press to a to kind of a wall where it's like everyone is practicing like crazy just to get a little bit further, right? So um, if if like Nick Tackler has always said, okay, just play the game more. And 
I mean, I guarantee to a certain extent, but I think if you're not focused and if your sole goal when you're playing the competitive game is not to play the best possible game at that current moment, um, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Another thing that I thought of as you were talking is, is um, I mean, I've compared this to different sports before, um, but the one thing that, that kept kind of going back into my mind is kind of how UFC right operates, where there are um, five minute rounds, right? And they're best of three, best of five. And in some ways, it's kind of similar to how Rocket League operates in tournament format, at least. Uh, but the other thing that I think about is like within those five minutes, you are completely present and you are reacting, right? Your 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 play is most likely off of the millions and millions of reputations that you've done before. That's what you're playing off of. That's that's kind of your 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 uh, what you have, right? Um, and the game ultimately is a lot of execution, a lot of reaction and adaptation and being able to use the skills that you have at the proper time. Um, but I think the game does get so fast at some point that it's like, you can't prepare beforehand what skill you're going to do. Right. Um, I think we just talked about this where creativity becomes king kind of at the top level. Right. Is like everyone has all the skills now. How are you going to use them creatively, right? Um, but I don't think that kind of big adjustment game is possible unless it's in between rounds, right? Unless it's a best of three or best of five. That's why the best of three and best of five is so interesting. Is because teams will be like, okay, that didn't work in the last round, so let me switch it up for this next round. But when you're playing one singular game, you essentially have to adapt as quickly as possible. And take advantage of as many mistakes as possible in a limited amount of time. And the reason I compare that to UFC is because when you see UFC fighters, they are a lot of them are performing literally what they've trained for months, right? For four months or six months, they've they all they've done is train that you know couple skills. They I mean they've been training the skills all their life, right? But in that particular time, they have a specific opponent and they train specific skills, the game plan. Uh, for that opponent and they have to implement it right and they they usually rely on the skills that they've already learned right the gameplay that's already set in place before the game starts uh, but on top of that it's the being able to be present and being able to then adapt to what you're seeing right so it's like kind of mix of that gameplay and, and adapting to what you're seeing and i want to re- bring this back to rock league here because when i see a lot of players i think there are two types of players there are players who want to implement their strategy and play the game that they want to play it. And then there are players who will just react and accept what's coming their way and, and kind of react and see what happens. And I think what ends up happening and those who are adaptive tend to be a little more perceptive and I think will tend to do better, right? But those who are implementing a certain play style might have a particular set of skills that can definitely let them carry in certain situations a lot more. So maybe that's just my ramble here. I don't know if I could go any further than that, but uh, what's your <laughs> well, take on that? Relos? Um, so like you're saying, kind of you have to go into a game with a baseline of skills that are going to work for you and then be able to adapt within those. So you have to be able to go in and if you're going to play diamond or above, you have to be able to halfway decently aerial. Like it's just, it's not going to be something like you can't go into diamond two and not be able to hit a ball mm. that goes above goal height. Like you have to be able to do it. There's you're going to have a baseline of skills that are going to be required at that range. Um, now you can 
you can kind of flex on those a little bit by, hey, you know what? I may not be positionally the best player, rotationally the best player, but my mechanics are very, very good. Or vice versa. My mechanics may not be great, and this is where I fall. My mechanics may not be great, but I generally make really good decisions, and I'm positionally in pretty good spots, that kind of stuff. But the higher you move up, the less margin of error you have in each of those categories. So you don't, you're not going to, if you're not a mechanical player, the higher you move up, the more and more that's going to show. And the more you're going to get yourself caught in weird spots, even if you are a very good rotational or positional player, you're going to get caught in weird, sp- weird spots. That's where the adaptation and stuff comes in. But if you're going to adapt, think of it like, um, think of it like you're, you're holding a deck of cards and <laughs> you need to be able to, you know, do a lot of different things. But, you know, like my deck is I've, I've got, you know, only a handful of cards in, you know, 10 total cards. Cause that's all I can do is my 10 total cards. Um, I've got to play those in the best possible way. And sometimes some games, you know, it's, it works out very, very well. Um, or some, some games you just play that one card and it keeps working, you know? Yeah. Some, some games you keep playing that one card and it keeps the working. The monkey card. <laughs> <laughs> um, other, other games, the opponent throws stuff at you and you don't have the cards for it. And um, it's going to be very difficult for you to continue to improve and continue to rank up or anything like that, or even feel like you're playing well. If you don't give yourself the best opportunity, that's where the adaptation comes in. And so you can't adapt very well if you don't have the skills necessary in order to adapt. So if you're in a very, you know, if you need to be a more mechanical or you need to be faster in your aerials or something, you need to do something different than you're already doing, but you're not able to, you haven't practiced it out, then you're going to just say like, nope, this team is better than me. And they're the same exact rank as you. They just have a different skill set that you're not prepared for. So um, I do not believe that you can continue to just play the game and get better enough to rank up. Like if your goal is to rank up, you're not going to be able to do it just by playing the game. It's just not at a possible stance anymore to do it. Yeah. I think there's a limit. There's definitely a limit. Uh, I think, I think you get to champ one or two, um, without spending an excessive mind, excessive (laughs) amount of time in free play or excessive. And I, and I mean excessive, I mean like more than 10, 15 minutes a day. Um, Mm -hmm. If you do 10, 15 minutes a day of free play and, or training packs and stuff like that, and you just spend the rest of your time playing, um, champ one or champ one, maybe champ two, depending if you're a very um, uh, adept player to either mechanics or position. There's some talented players, some early talented um, players, yeah. Then, then you can probably push that limit a little bit, but I don't think you're going to get past that with uh, 10 to 15 minutes per play session, per play session of training. Um, I think you got to actually commit time. You have to say like, okay, if I'm going to play for an hour, 30 minutes has to be training. If I want to actually get better, I got to do half of my time is training. If I want to rank up that kind of thing. Um, it's just not going to be possible. You're not going to like, things aren't going to work out for you well enough, consistently enough to continue to move up beyond there. I think twos makes it a little bit easier. Twos and ones can make it a little bit easier if you have the mindset for those play styles, cause they are different than threes. Um, and what they require is a little bit different. So I think you can make it a little bit further if you have a very, very good, uh, adaptation for those styles. But realistically, um, once, once you get to mid diamond, you should be training at least a third of your playtime. A hundred percent. hundred percent. There's no denying that. And once is interesting. I mean, uh, I really like that tangent. I hope 
people learn from it. I'm going to sidebar here into into once for a second because I'm playing a little more. Um, Because I think at some point midweek I had hit champ one in both twos and threes. So, you know, I don't know know. why I said deck of cards. I should have said toolbox. I'm such an idiot. We've used toolbox the whole time. Yeah, that's the now. I'm such an idiot. But to all our Hearthstone and Magic players, I'm sure they really appreciated it. You know what I mean? Sure, Uh, sure. Yeah, because that's totally what I was referencing. Not just like a deck of blackjack cards, like the normal deck of cards. No, I was totally talking about Magic and uh, Hearthstone and all those for sure. Yeah, Relentless you know everyone else plays like regular cards but relentless plays Yu-Gi-Oh using cards <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. i'm still playing reg- pokemon using what are we talking about come on oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's you're been, playing pokemon it's been 20 years of pokemon for me let's go nice nice um, the, the card game specifically is that, is that actually fun? i never figured out how to play the card game because Agreed. it was like you had to get like oh you have to have the energy and stuff like that it's like no i've got a stronger monster he beats yours you you lose like that's all <laughs> Playground rules, baby. Playground rules. That's, that's so, um, oh my goodness. Speaking of, speaking of Pokemon, just random tangent and stuff. I just remember um, I had a like the holographic Charizard that came out in the very, very first packs and stuff that were coming out in the US. I had the holographic Charizard and all that kind of stuff. Um, and my mom sold all my stuff at a garage sale when I was like 18 or something. So Oof. still quite a while ago, but now I'm seeing them. They're going for like several grand for like a, wow. um, first edition holographic Charizard and stuff. And I'm like, mom, come on. This could have gotten me out of <laughs> all of my debt. <laughs> <laughs> fair. I think that's fair. That's fair. Um, once I was going to talk about once for a second, I think I'm really starting to enjoy ones cause there's a certain level where like, okay, I can like read people and like try to play the game that way. But in once sometimes, and I, I think someone once made this video, like the idea of guessing, right? But more specifically is I will literally be like, okay, I'm going to play aggressive for the next little bit. All right, let me completely switch and now play really, really slowly. All right, now I'm going to randomly just play aggressive. And why that works, which I think is really funny is because the other player is trying to adapt to your play style, right? And usually lag behind it, you know, especially ones, you know, it could be like 20 seconds before they kind of realize what play style you're doing or what they're adapting to. And if you force yourself to play this weird alternate and not worry about necessarily what they're going to do, yes, sometimes it'll lead to a goal going your way, but other times you'll find random opportunities appear because that person's like, I don't know if I'm going to be challenged in two seconds, or I don't know if he's going to play really, really slowly, right? So I've been enjoying that in ones where I just kind of alternate, uh, mix it up, um, and people are people just start all of a sudden passing you the ball. And you're like, why did they pass it to me? It's like, well, they thought you were going to immediately charge them again because you've done that for the last 20 seconds. But no, now you're playing slow. <laughs> so I kind of like that about ones. You kind of mind game the opponent. Still don't play ones, still won't play ones. Um, twos is the closest I get. You know, like I, I cut a third of my team out. Like that's as close as I'm getting to ones. Um, but I like twos. I like that, um, you know, it's not just you have to go fast. Like there's a lot of like whether it's the adapting or just, um, you know, you have more space and stuff. You don't have to go fast and just try and slam the ball away from them or, you know, make panicked plays or dive into stuff, you know, in order to kind of get stuff done. Like you can play either slow or you can play with your team like play well with your teammate get passes and stuff going on like i like twos right now maybe because it's new and exciting to me still but i like it so much better than threes but it's also i think more frustrating than threes because like 
if your teammate makes one mistake and you're not ready for it, or even if you make one mistake and your teammate's not ready for it, um, it, it's a goal. It's a goal the other direction most of the time at the uh, at the champ two range. Yeah, I will say the one nice thing that I definitely feel into is, is the um, the ability to have a, an effect on the game is a lot greater. Like you, you feel like you have a lot more effect on the game. So so if you're playing well and you're doing well, you should rank up, right? In three, sometimes. I mean, this happens in every game, but like the more people you have on your team, the less of an impact you have on the overall game, right? Um, positive or negative, I feel in general. So in twos, it's like, well, this happens in threes a lot to me, actually. I'll beat two people and then the third person hits it. So <laughs> I, I laugh about that because I'm like, if I was playing twos, maybe I'd score, you know? Uh, to be fair, people in threes play a lot more aggressively. I think that's a, maybe one of the biggest takeaways that I've got when I've played twos and ones. Um, couple months ago i was playing a bunch uh is that the in twos and ones they might try to predict you a little better but in threes sometimes people are just like going right so you it's a lot easier to beat people in threes that's why you see like 1v3 plays because people are assuming well this is what your plan is right and you kind of have to do this at the higher levels but sometimes if you're the first person you just go like even if you're completely off because maybe you'll force them to hit the ball towards your teammates and your teammates can go the other way or get a good hit um, well, even in twos, that ends up being the case some of the time. So like I'll be going back and, uh, my teammate will be re- recovering on defense. And once I've got a kind of good, confident feeling, my, okay, my teammates in a good, good enough position, I'll do something that forces them to make a touch. Like, let's say they're dribbling on their car downfield and I'm trying to play shadow defense. Once I feel my, my teammates back there, okay, I'm going to force him to flick or get a touch or something like that. That's going to let my teammate make a, make a move or something. So that's, that's actually kind of one of the nice thing in twos is as long as you have good sense of where your teammate is and what they're doing, um, you can make a lot of good decisions that way. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think we got some good rocket league talk in. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I, there, there's another part of me and just, just trying to close up our, our, our show. And, um, there's one thing that I've always been kind of thinking about is like at this point if someone to like we're tr- to truly listen to all our shows because there are people that are going back um which you know why would you listen to the audio quality in the beginning of the show but you do you i guess um but <laughs> but if you get over that there's so much content right there's so much like things to discover and i'm um, you know i i kind of want to close in some sense that it's like hey man you want to get better play the game you know what you know what the things are to do right i think tom challenged me on this there's one i was the guest on tom's podcast and tom challenged me and he's like so what are the things you have to do to get better right and i think that's kind of funny because i think a lot of us know what we have to do and we just don't want to you know eat our vegetables or take our vitamins uh so so you know like maybe playing ones like maybe watching replays (laughs) uh watch never, you'll, one you'll is... never feel as dumb as when you watch your own replay oh my for goodness sure. you feel so dumb and so bad at the game you're like why am i not going like why am i still sitting here <laughs> it's so true though like we all know we should watch our replays and then we're like nah i'd rather just play another five games of ranked i'm gonna lose or go 50 50 on you <laughs> yes play for two hours to stay at the same to stay more. the same rank well, really yes. no, well what it ends up being is you play for two hours you win like the first one or two you lose like four 
and then um the rest of your time is trying to just get back to your original mmr and you feel <laughs> good that you got back to your original mmr and then you justify it by saying i've definitely improved in this two hours you know yep <laughs> when if you if you literally spent the time practicing a new skill or, or some kind of free play routine if you spent like and watching a replay you probably right? would have the time well because like and i that's honestly my, my biggest complaint when mm. uh when we like even we do it because we say like oh you need to spend x amount of time doing this but the game is like you want to play the game your entire goal isn't necessarily just to like i want to be better than i was yesterday at the yeah, game. yeah you yeah. want to have fun doing it and i think that's the the part that a lot of people get lost on when they start saying like, well, half your time should be spent training. It's like, yeah, if your entire goal is to rank up and get better then yes, that's it. If that is your only goal, but you know, like sometimes I've got an hour to play and that is it. I want to get on and I just want to get on and play and I don't, and I want to play ranked. I don't want to play casual. I want to play ranked. Yeah. You want to have a real competitive match. Yeah. So like all, all the stuff that we say of like, you want to commit time to this it's all true. Like on days when you have the time to commit and you're like, Hey, I'm going to commit to being better today. Then yes, spend that time getting better in free play, watching replays, that kind of stuff. But don't ever forget, like the game is supposed to be fun, play it for fun. And, and it's fine. Like if you lose, and even if you get frustrated when you lose or those kind of things, but, um, you know, like a lot of people kind of lose sight of the fact of like, Hey, I want to have fun playing. Actually, okay, speaking of having fun playing, I, I have a story about a toxic encounter that I had that was pretty funny. Uh, I think this actually happened today or the, yesterday or what, or what have you. Uh, <laughs> so there was like a play where um, essentially the guy passed it in front of the net and then I missed the save, okay? Uh, so he had like a really bad pass right to the opponent for like a perfect shot and then I like I, I could have gotten the save. It wasn't like the easiest save, but it wasn't like so difficult that I couldn't have gotten it. So like we both made a mistake, right? And what proceeded was, <laughs> I think we, we did alternating. Uh, I think he gave me a wow. Okay. He gave me a wow on this, right? So I, I put, you know, the most toxic thing, right? Speaking of being, uh, you know, speaking of the uh, rant that I was talking about, one of the most toxic things. I go great pass, okay. Yes, yes. And then Toxic he responds. My favorite zero. And then he responds, "What a save!" Okay. All right, and I'm not going to give it to him. Okay, so I say great pass. All right, you do great pass, then, great pass, great pass. You have no, to no, no, no. hit it the three times. Oh, hold on, I hit him once. All right, he gives me what a save again. I'm like, nah, you ain't beating me at this. Okay, so I give him another great pass. And what proceeds is another minute of gameplay happens where we, while we're playing, are going great pass, what a save the whole time. And at some point, it it changed from being toxic to I was laughing. I was like, (laughs) this is hilarious. Because we're like, at this point, we're, we're both really petty, right? At this point. And I think we've accepted the pettiness that is happening. And so we've, we've continued so much so that our third left and we stayed in the game because at that point it was just funny. It was hilarious. So I think the third thought we were like actually being toxic or couldn't concentrate or whatever, but I was having a good time. So there's my toxic story for the day. We didn't win the game, but we stayed in a 2v3 for a little while longer and, and, and continued to what a save and great pass ourselves. I, I think it was it was a funny encounter. Toxic Lazero is my favorite Lazero it's it's you just you just play so much better when you're just like a little aggravated when when you're when you're calm and like and everything like you don't you know you don't quite do as much i need lazira to be aggravated you know know the reality is 
though, like when I play calm, I usually am able to rank out the lower ranks better. So like if I'm sitting in like D3, I will play a lot calmer and then I'll just be like, oh, watch the three of them miss it. Okay, I'm going to score a goal now. <laughs> you know uh but then then yeah then when i play up with like higher c1 or c2 it's like no i need a little bit of oomph you know i can't just be like okay play pass i need to like actually go and stuff so i think that's a big change and adapting the change is is like very doable um for for me at this point because i feel like i've played so much (laughs) like i've i've jumped that gap so many times now that it's like okay now i can play a little more aggressive again um but yeah i guess one thing i also want to mention i've been playing with bruno a little bit um and the one thing i really like about bruno is he just goes so we both just play monkey and it's a lot of fun and we just go for crazy plays and uh you know usually win more than we lose so I it's a very you fun that's how you have to play every time i play with you i was like i always say that you have to it's like stop trying to play careful as you're like play small brain smooth brain See, just t- go for the, things with zero yeah the tough thing is though like and i, I think that forces the playing is good but there's also a lot of times where, like, when I start trying to do that, that's when we get, like, the double commit that costs us the goal. And I'm like, do I keep doing this? Like, <laughs> um, And actually, I noticed this as well because we played with uh, Nick Tackler today, right? Um, sometimes when I play just, like, go and, like, continue going, I notice that a lot of people will get really passive because they're like, okay, he's just doing his thing. But it's not it's not necessarily the best thing that they're really passive. Cause then it's like, you know, I'm just going on one V three that I'm going to lose every time. And then, and then they're just like waiting for the ball to hit out. And then they're like, okay, now we can do something. Right. But it prevents the other players from being able to play. And I guess this has to do with like, I don't know. I think there's, you know, to, to what you're saying about like playing in comms and with people is like, I think you play differently just naturally. Right. So, um, well, like, I, you you have to be able to play small brain like I'm just gonna go for stuff, but also like keep the rotation. Uh, well, not, not even keep the rotation. Just be aware of where your teammates are. That way, like yeah. if you go for something, even if it's a dumb thing to go for, but you're gonna go for it, like your teammates aren't also going for that thing, or they're not prepared to go for it, or something like that. So being able to kind of just keep an eye out with your camera of where are my teammates, and that's why kind of two is honestly a little bit easier because you just have like only one person to keep track of versus having mm-hmm. two people. So you can play faster and dumb. As long as you recover quickly, you can play a bit faster and dumb. Um, and your teammate can read off you better and you can read off your teammate better. Cause you only have one person to keep track of. No, for sure. For sure. All right. I think we're ending off there. Uh, I think it's been a good show. Uh, Relentless might've seemed freaked out when we started the show and there, there wasn't as many notes, but uh, we got through it. <laughs> Yeah, I think we had a solid show. I, I like, you know, this is, I've talked to Wabbits about this as well. I like going into unexplored territory and kind of seeing where we end up. Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. We had a little little more uh, content creation side discussion at the beginning. A little more Rocket League at the end. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I'd like to, once again, thank all our patrons who are supporting us monthly. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, and special, special shout outs to the Roll Call tier of Cursor, JY's Kevin, Mife, Paint, Raz, like Mopko, Tim Chewbarker, and Vance. Thank you all so much for your monthly support. Um, yeah, I'm hope I hope you're enjoying the Australia pictures that uh, that I think the Aussies sometimes send of, of their beautiful um, nature. You know, <laughs> nature pictures uh, that are really nice. Um, yeah, and I guess did I did I say this last week? 
I don't think I could have. I I heard this recently, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make mention of this because I think this is you know I like having my little end end uh, end note and uh, homework what have you. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of takers in the world, right? And it could use a lot more, or some more, or one more giver, and maybe that giver can be you, someone who gives to others instead of takes it away. So I'll leave you with that, the wise words that I heard from a certain someone. Robert's <coughs> coming and coming. Um, recently. So with that, uh, I hope you all have a good one.